episode of the Streaking Line podcast. It's just uh, me and Caroline tonight. Caroline, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am fine. Uh, we we are back uh, to talk about things we haven't talked about since Thanksgiving. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the world's dumbest football game. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot to say. I can't imagine anyone listening to this really wants to hear <laughs> too much about it. But uh, I mean, you know, an absolutely frustrating, disappointing result for so many, many reasons, or, or at least for one enormous reason. Um, not the most surprising results in that I think we, we both said we thought the Who's would win, but it would be very 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 predictable for them to blow it and uh i'll eat crow i said they were gonna win big well, no, I thought that <laughs> I was way too. off um, they could have but uh there were some things that didn't go quite that way um, I, I thought the most likely thing to happen was that they were going to to be the better team and win the game and uh, they only looked like the better team for a half of it um and they looked like the world's most unlucky team uh for all of it uh, not that they lost because of luck. Um, they lost because they they let a, a worse team outplay them for a half. You know, I mean, there's there's no real excuses. It's just frustrating when, as as actually a hokey friend of mine put it, nine bullshit things had to go our so the Hokies way uh, in a row, and and they did. Um, so I don't think either side was you know, happy. I, I think most uh, Virginia Tech fans I've talked to thought they escaped uh, via a bunch of miraculous bounces, which yeah, it went. But and it, that's it, what sucks is like, it's not even just all seven or nine of those things had to go Virginia's way for them to win. If one of those things happened, right, Virginia right. probably wins. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's what was so brutal was – I mean, it was the only thing I can really, I went through the anger. I'm mostly disappointed for the players. You know what I mean? Like we talked about beforehand, like these guys go into this game with some of those players only been there. This is their first year or their second year, but they have 14 years of bullshit on their shoulders. You know what I mean? But they go in the fumble that wasn't a fumble from the like seven yard line. Like that was going to be points. Like, been, that's momentum. Yeah. That's that's an that was an eighty yard mistake by the refs. So granted, like the first half was just you can't spot any team, even one because uh, like you said, like we thought they were going to Virginia was going to be the better team and they were going to win. They did half of those things. I think that they were the better team <laughs> overall. By the end of it, you can be like, yeah, I think it's fair to say Virginia was a better team, but uh, they didn't win. And sometimes that's how shit happens. And um, moral victories are way past the point in this series at this, you know, oh, at this stage. Um, however, <laughs> to lose in overtime is better than losing 38, nothing. Right. I ask myself as I still weep as yeah. I want to weep on the inside. I mean, it's, it's an extremely, uh, frustrating despite how predictable it was a uh, thing to have happen. Um, I, you know, you almost wonder conversely to what you said like if they 
just went and got blown out, like it almost looked like you know at points what was going to be the case. Uh, then we all just sort of turn the TV off and go, uh, same old, same old. And instead, they they suck you back in <laughs> by playing great uh, in in the second half and uh, just didn't quite have enough. Which is it's just a huge miss of an opportunity. It's yeah, just, it was just right there for the taking. And it can't be overstated how how big of a uh, opportunity that was against your rival, against someone who you have momentum in, in, in general, like in terms of how the programs are, are, are feeling. Like we said, everything going into the game, Virginia Tech was reeling uh, with losses in personnel, uh, with dropping games they didn't expect to be dropping this season, and Virginia had, had been experiencing success. Uh, you know, there's still hope yeah. with this bowl game, which we'll talk to uh, talk about in just a second, but I, 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 any of the stuff we're saying about bad bounces, I hope anyone listening knows, uh, at least from my end, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Caroline, none of this is excuse-making. I mean, this was no, an absolute missed opportunity um, in a really, really important game for the Who's. Maybe not one that coming into the season we really were optimistic about, but by the point uh, that we got to the days later. Yeah. I'm definitely not team baby out with the bathwater though. Like there's definitely takeaways from the season that are extraordinarily positive, like finishing with a winning record, making a bowl game. I don't think it's, I I get, I understand to some extent the um, like none of it matters, but um, that's not true. I I mean, it's not, we've gone 14 years, 15 years without beating them. We're Mm -hmm. we're still alive. We still have a program and it's getting better. (laughs) Like it's still there and yeah. it's, it's definitely trending in the right way. So I have a hard time. I feel like that, that crowd, if we do a Venn diagram might overlap with the, like, I'm not watching Virginia basketball in the regular season. Right. 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 Uh, of that. I was going to say that it's a huge yeah. parallel um, to the basketball team and yeah. their success in March. Um, you know, does it, does it all matter if they can't do it to some people? No, you know, to, to those of us that are, I think, uh, diehard pretty much no matter what obviously like we're fans and, and are gonna enjoy the games regardless and enjoy the wins as they come and the wins are going to come uh, for this program I think there's a lot of reasons for optimism for it for sure I, it's just it's oh it was a tough time. one to I, I oh just and that's brutal mm, I just feel so bad for like for Bryce for the fumble in overtime like I feel bad for the players I feel bad like I, I just there's it's not even for me where it's like oh the bragging rights or like what it really honestly like it's taken me a really long time to get to this point obviously I cheer for these teams hard and want them to win but I, I've had such a changed perspective when it comes to like I want I wanted those guys to win because I wanted those players to win I wanted them yeah. to like get out from under that bullshit streak that has nothing to do with any single person that's at this program right now yeah you know I mean and it's just like yeah seeing, seeing Bryce in tears and I've used this example before, like after um, Virginia lost to Virginia Tech in basketball last year, like seeing Devin Hall, like at the podium and like clearly devastated. Like I can't get mad at a, like a college kid that right. they're just, I mean, at the end of the day, like as much as I hate when people are like, just a game, don't get worked up. Like they played a game and it just some bounces. Like I could, well, 
that fumble into the end zone that they used to score the time. Like, I, ugh, I just, like, want to drag you every time I think about it because you know the poor kid, like, that didn't recover it is going to, like, probably still closing his eyes and sees that ball bounce right next to him. I don't you know think I mean? anyone's putting the game on Bretton Nelson. No, absolutely not, nor should they. God, I hope but not. Or certainly. Bryce Hall, yeah. like, that 50-50 ball that the, like, yeah. random receiver pulled in out of his ass. Yeah. Like, I just, you can't, I, ugh. It's got to um, happen sometime. <laughs> before we move on, I mean, you know, uh, there, there's so many of those plays um, that we could rattle off uh, pretty pretty easily despite trying <laughs> Everyone to just, like, turned weeks, it so off. Put it in the back of your mind for, um, for, for a week or so. But it, Fast forward think, three minutes if you don't want to relive this. I'm just kidding. I think the, the most uh, reasonable ire uh, obviously can be attributed to the coaching uh, because – we don't like, at least on this podcast, we don't like yelling about or at uh, amateur student athletes, um, but we have on occasion yelled at or about coaches. And the biggest example of that um, is obviously the conservative play calling uh, with the game almost in hand. Yeah. Uh, according to uh, win probability graphs <laughs> statistically in hand uh, twice, basically. Uh, you know, I, I play a lot of video game football, <laughs> and it's always been in those situations, get a first down by running your normal shit and just trust that you're not going to majorly screw up by running your normal stuff. And yeah, I, I think there's... can't see a reason to be so, so conservative. I don't mean don't run the ball, but it wasn't just, just running the ball. It, I mean, it was slow, patient, careful, protecting for a yard and falling down because all that matters is bleeding the clock. And clearly we see that's not exactly all that matters. Uh, yeah. Those two uh, situations there in the late, I think everybody knows what we're talking about, but mainly after recovering um, an uh, uh, interception uh, in Tex Red Zone. You know, there's a yeah, and I wonder because absolutely, there's no way to disagree with that. And but I do think there's two things that um, I think can be said. And one is offensive coordinator or play caller is the easiest position to rail later. You know what I mean? Like looking at hindsight is never particularly kind to offensive coordinators or whomever's calling the play. (laughs) <laughs> Unless they win, uh, which we clearly forget the majority of wins we have. Anyway, whatever. But the other part is um, is playing that line. So it has been um, something maybe that the, the, the team's not used to necessarily, uh, but it is something they've experienced this year. And it's something that we yeah. were criticizing after to- the uh, multiple games this year, you know, yeah. so, it's not like a new occurrence. Um, it's not like something they haven't planned for, <laughs> you know? Sure. And I don't mean to excuse it as like, well, we've never done it before. Um, mm-hmm. I mean more in the sense of like, and that's a players and coaches thing. So like calling it and executing those runs yeah. and not getting, not getting in your head about like, Oh my God, we have the game in hand. Like I just need to get a first down and like not being able to do it. But mm-hmm. also that I, I can't imagine maybe it's just me being overly sensitive, but what it would be like to try and, play call where you're being conservative enough that you're not risking anything but also 
that you're getting the job done, right? So say he calls something and it's a slant and he throws a pick six, then he's getting reamed for being too aggressive with mm -hmm. X and X amount of time left on the clock. You don't sure. want that either. So like playing that fine line is definitely something I don't envy, but he also makes millions of dollars to do that. So, <laughs> right. Right. so it is yeah. something that's like, I am not on the, I don't know. I have a hard time calling for someone to get fired. I just, and I know, I don't know. I will never ever tweet like, unless you're, like covering up domestic abuse or like for just doing your job and not being laugh there. because it's so prevalent in the hiring. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, did I, did I say that yeah. Urban Meyer should get fired or that DJ Durkin should get fired? Sure, absolutely. But someone who, someone who is, you know, just not doing it quite as well as we want to the extent where it's, I don't know. That's where I have a little bit more of a, um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have the hatred for, coach and I that some others might and I do understand why people get frustrated but I also think that it's a position in a person that's received absolutely almost zero praise for some outstanding play calling this year compared to a lot of anger on some questionable calls yeah I, I it's an easy uh, horse to beat over and over you know what I mean like it it, it sounds like the first thing to be blamed uh, when the team loses I think the truth as to why is probably somewhere in the middle, right? Like it's because yeah, is things are going wrong in the play calling, and 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 so it is an, an easy thing to complain. Is it uh, something that that needs to take away all the focus from execution? From I mean, we're not even talking about the defense that's the strength and and of this team and didn't play all that well for the entirety of this game. Now, again, I, you know, I, I bring up the play calling because it seems to be um, the easiest answer. And I think it's the easiest answer besides bad luck. Uh, Which there was a ton of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't I think we're on the same page. And uh, we'd be remiss not to talk about it because it's definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But in more positive things, they did finish seven and five. That did yeah. lead to them being selected by the Belt Bowl, which I think is a really nice step for this team. Uh, they're playing a South Carolina team that's seven and five. Um, didn't really have any outstanding wins, but no bad losses. Um, and their star wide receiver has declared for the draft, so he's yeah, not playing. Yeah, yeah. So that's a nice, like, okay. So I think this is something, like, hopefully fans will go. That's where I get really frustrated or annoyed, where it's like, they don't deserve my support. Like, this is when they need your support. Like, I understand both sides, kind of, but, like, I just – I you know, that's a lie. I don't understand the <laughs> – I just don't, and I never have, where it's, like, they start playing better, they get my money. Like – I'd be happy to, to elaborate on that. I mean, I, like, I, I know what you mean by I understand both sides. This is how I feel. And, and like, yeah, I invest – plenty of time and energy and money uh into this program. yeah exactly and so do all these other fans and i get getting frustrated um and and, and it, it again it's that parallel to the basketball team where if our if our line for what is is getting over the hump uh for uva football is right now beating the hokies and contending in the acc coastal well we're contending in the coastal, but that hokey streak still sticks out. And for UBA, it's like championship level sustained success, which they've proven they can do. I mean, they only lost three games last year, 
but they haven't made a Final Four, and they've gotten uh, you know upset in March or or, or just you know notably lost uh, in, in in the NCAA tournament. That's that line for that team, and when you don't see it happen over and over again, you're going to get frustrated with your investment. Um, I think the frustration with the football team is a little more warranted uh, for a, a few reasons, in that they have been down for so long as a program there is only so much patience in terms of the money you are going to spend and to i don't mean forsaking fandom i don't mean not following sure, i literally sure. mean the money invested into attending these games and bowl games are even another thing it's short yeah. travel it's lodging it's it's something a lot of people you know make as a, a, an investment because they are good fans. And if they don't, because of financial reasons, obviously explainable. And if they choose to make it financial reasons because they're tired of the mediocrity, who, who are we to get upset about that? I'm not even talking about the people who don't want to spend money. I'm talking about the, like, that we're planning on going had like stuff like that was all set and like, I, I you know, like and now like no they don't deserve my like i'm not I going you. now like and i i do understand the over frustration with it um but they uh but it's just like i don't know they're they're college kids go go cheer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I yeah i think we're we're talking around the same type of thing probably you know Again, none of us tend to really take it out here on this podcast or this blog on specific players other than uh, jokes about Jack Hall, maybe. Which, <laughs> oh, set oh, aside some time. <laughs> Don't you yell at me about Jack Hall. I'd never say bad stuff. Oh, it's not. I need to. Not because I don't want to get yelled at by you. <laughs> it's because I like Jack Salt. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so excited to talk but about that. I guess we know. I mean, we might as well get into basketball. I think we, we've circled the train yeah. enough on, on really our thoughts about. Um, yeah. Long story short, we'll going in the right to, direction. Yeah. Like, the, when you pull back 20,000 foot view, this was. I, it's even tough to say successful season like it's successful in some in some marks but that is just going to be this heartbreaking blemish at the end of the season and I'm trying not to let that affect how I look at Juan Thornhill's career how I look at Jordan Ellis's career how I look at Alameda like these are like really good players that have taken this team from a dumpster fire and bought into what coach Mendenhall is doing uh-huh. and made it their own and it's showing clear progress so that's what i try and like pull away and take away from this season yeah um not that and like we said heartbreaking is the only thing that i can really heartbreaking or devastating are the only two words i can really come up with to talk about the tech game Riddle. uh yeah but yeah. I know what you mean. yeah yeah it's and- not even angry or disappointed it's just heartbreaking like that was yeah. like when they took the lead i actually like got choked like when virginia took the lead i got a little choked up i was like holy shit is this gonna happen and, and we just haven't even have said joe reed's name yet and i am you know, like, bless his heart good um, lord you know it, there's reasons for optimism to continue yeah i think we we all know that yeah. that's true uh whether you're beyond frustrated and yeah you wouldn't be listening <laughs> to this podcast if that's the case if yeah. you give it up on the team so um <laughs> let's talk about basketball the, 
um, are the only undefeated team in the ACC. They've uh, gone into hostile territory and beat an old rival who, I mean, Maryland, uh, we, we get to it in a second, Maryland looks pretty decent. Um, but the Wisconsin game is another ranked yep. win um, against a, a, a all those adjectives that like to be thrown around about scrappy, uh, gym rat, uh, hard oh, gritty <laughs> coach's son of a team, but it, a team that is, is similar to UVA, um, particularly in how they approach defense and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And uh, I, I don't mean to speak for everyone. I, but watching that game against Wisconsin, the, it was never in doubt. No, mean, the score never got stretched too much, you know, to, to yeah. blow out territory. Uh, and that this happens a lot in UVA wins. It, it, they were obviously the better team and yeah. going to walk away uh, beating that uh, Wisconsin team, regardless of how many points Hap scored. Um, so just nice to see that they're taking care of business um, pretty substantially well and seeing the parts and reasons that, that differentiate the, this year's team and yeah. last year. I just even just coming away, obviously in these preseason tournaments, you have to play well at any point you have to play whoever's in front of you, but at these preseason tournaments, you don't necessarily know who that's going to be. And there was a little bit of a like, Oh, shucks. When Butler was upset by Dayton because Butler is on paper. Yeah. Yeah, More name brand and a better SOS type game, but Dayton was a tough team. Like they're still just inside a hundred. They played really well. I was impressed with Um, Absolutely. And it was a really physical game. So it was nice to see when you're playing three games in three days like that, that the guys were able to like, like go out there and handle that and then come out the next day and do what they did against Wisconsin, which is going, I think going to shape up to be a really nice resume win. Cause there's a lot of talk about like the, a lot of, lot of angry talk about the strength of schedule and <laughs> he's scratching play the drills yeah um but angry when you look at it about the strength of yeah. what do you- so I, I get like you don't want to see to like cop and state's not good i think that was part of like they were required to play them as part of the battle for atlantis like uh-huh. um site like you play a game at home for what that's what at least i read somewhere i think i saw um, but obviously Morgan State, yeah. yeah, like there wasn't much choice in right. playing like a three, like 351 out of 353. Um, and normally any of these top five, 10, 25 teams are going to play a 300 plus Ken Palm yeah. team as part, like that's just how it goes. Yeah. And then so you who's, spend, who's like, angry? You're saying UVA fans are angry. Yeah, I'm not angry, but like disappointed and like judging of the strength of schedule. When you schedule these things, like that's what people need to keep in mind. Like VCU when these were scheduled, you know, two, three years ago with Shaka was a different, uh-huh. or they rescheduled it after Shaka left, like, you know, adding well, to it. Play VCU every year, no matter how good. I agree. VCU is I agree until, unless they become some doormat. Um, yeah. They scheduled yeah. South Carolina right after South Carolina came off the final right. four. Like, so when you look at this, um, like the strength of schedule and it is weaker this year than last. There's no real marquee matchup like they had with West Virginia last year, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like they're t- still taking care of business. Like, yeah, like, you cares? can't really tell <laughs> what the team looks like. And I was like, no, nah, I got a pretty good feeling that DeAndre Hunter's pretty damn good. And I would trust Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy with anything. So <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, mean, I think, yeah. Marshall is a, is a, you know, a, a team that made the tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. William and Mary looks a lot better this year. So the, the remaining out-of-state games are, are definitely more enticing uh, than the non, 
uh, ranked teams we played so far. I mean, you, you already named them BCU, South Carolina, uh, yeah, Marshall. But the ACC schedule is brutal. Yeah, too. so I mean, why not get yourself some dubs? <laughs> that's what the the conference is for. Duke the, the twice. People, yeah, Louisville it looks pretty decent actually. Yeah. Twice, obviously. Pack twice. Pack twice, and they're good. Notre Dame, Notre Dame is twice too. They they're struggling a little bit, but you know how Bray is. He's a good coach. He's gonna like. Fluger's yeah, going to yeah. end up shooting 60% from three in the game. They don't get wake twice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're going to play enough good teams that I don't think anyone's going to yeah. be. The only people that need to, like, load up their their non-con yeah. is, like, Gonzaga and Nevada. Like, well, and so also because we took care of business against Wisconsin and Maryland, they yeah. have those out-of-conference games like you were saying that's a marquee thing for, for wisconsin because they're supposed yeah. to get done and maryland might contend for the big 10 titles so yeah i can see if if they had slipped up in, in those then you're going oh gosh if if they only finish you know pretty good in the acc they're gonna get dinged because they lost their yeah role. exactly but um but yeah the, looking back at the wisconsin game and the maryland game back-to-back games Back-to-back games against really tough big men and two guys or types of guys that are very different. So you have Ethan Happ, who's more of a finesse finisher, and then you have Bruno Fernando, who's just a bruiser, like a big dude for Maryland. And so what they did against Happ, and I, you know, toot my own horn here, before when I did the Q&A with our Wisconsin site, Bucky's fifth quarter, I was like, you know, I think they're going to just kind of let Jack go one-on-one with Happ make Hap work for his. He's going to get his, probably get like 20 points, but Virginia is going to win like by seven. And that's exactly, or like I had him by eight points like that. And that's exactly what happened. Uh But with having Jack play so tough on Hap, all of the other four guys on the court for Virginia made life miserable for the guys they were guarding. So I think the rest of the team went 34% from the field and Hap was 11 for 19 or whatever. Uh So I just go back to Demetric Trice oh my God, I could talk for like an hour alone on what Kihei Clark has brought to the dynamic nature of the offense by yeah. starting him. Tony's a genius. <laughs> um, but Demetric Trice, the game before, went seven for eight from three. He only mm-hmm. took two against Virginia and he missed both of them. He had five points. Uh-huh. And he was one that I was really concerned about because Hap's a good passer. You double him, he passes it out. Those guys hit open shots. But because they went with Jack going one-on-one, he wasn't able – he didn't have to dish out because uh-huh. he would just take his time and, like, back down the post. And then the other guys were marked so heavily and the other defenders stayed with their guys so well that they got no real traction. Um, so I just thought that was such an yeah. impressive performance by Jack and the rest of the defense um, for what they did against Happ in yeah. Wisconsin. That's, I mean, they're up to 13 in the in Ken Palm, number 12 in the poll. Like, that's a good win. Like, Wisconsin is. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, yeah. you take that and you, you take that to the bank. Yeah. Like, well, and, and road win in, in College Park. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Any win on the road, a true road game, uh, is huge, um, particularly yeah. against a name brand team. And Maryland looks good. Um, but Jalen Smith is that the freshman's name? He looks yeah. really good. I mean, yeah, he's he, tough. Not like I was worried about him taking over <laughs> the game, but as as a player, I think he, he is yeah. is going to be even more uh, exciting to watch for them. Um, and that was a huge the atmosphere there for them to go I, on the road and stay calm, not just calm, but like completely unbothered. And it and I'm like at no point did they get rattled again. Kihei Clark gets a start on the road as a freshman. They were brutal 
a normal someone asked me the other day uh, before the Morgan State game one of the other um one of the photographers was like oh did you go to that game like how was the crowd and I was like um <laughs> you know it was as far as Maryland crowds go, it was like relatively tame. <laughs> like, but I was also at the one where they chanted like no means no at Anthony Gill at the free throw line after the Rolling Stone article came out. So as far as that goes, it wasn't bad. But like there was still the like, look, you tied your own. Like you saw, like pointed, yeah. like, you know, just ongoing. They're super clever. Oh, yeah. So creative. Um, <laughs> but the guys just handled business. Like they went in and like, they handled a run they you know maryland was probably due to make a run uh, and and they did and uh who's they handled a run they handled the refs they handled maryland shooting out of their ass in the last five minutes of the game we're like they could not the number of threes i was like how did that go in like they made like one in the first half so it was just like the whole thing was just so impressive and it you look at what they did and it was just the i mean the jack salt game like uh-huh. he was everywhere he did everything and again that was so well prepared by coach bennett because they knew that fernando and smith were shot blockers so that those offensive rebounding opportunities would be there so jack crashed the glass where he normally didn't crash the glass mm-hmm. so they they, I mean, it's uh, it's just the little things that they're doing and coaching decision. Yeah, and it's brilliant, and right. it's just they read everything the right way, and he used his timeouts brilliantly. He used the bench when they couldn't get stops in the first half, like they brought yep. in that defensive lineup with Key and Marco Anthony. That was nice to see Marco get out there. Yeah, and he did great, and they finally got a few stops in a row and got some offense going. And above all of that, they show that you can, they can win a game with offense. Maryland could not miss at times and make it that way you will. Like I, I, they're going to shore up the two point defense more. I'm not concerned about that, but this team can make shots and make big shots. And it's not just DeAndre. Their I mean, free throw defense was pretty good too. Yeah. Also true. <laughs> also Left true. Some points on the line, but. Um, but where they lost things with Isaiah, obviously, um, I think Jack has more than shown, this is my like, you know, soapbox. He's doing a lot of those little things, even against Mm -hmm. Morgan state last night, um, diving for the ball, tipping out the offensive rebounds, tipping steals. (laughs) (laughs) Bless his heart. He can't even like corral like the loose balls that like end up at his feet because it's just too far. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this. It looks like a, a newborn giraffe. <laughs> no. Trying to walk so for the first time. Just, oh, not wow. not all the time, but when he was trying to get the ball. <laughs> yes. Like, like where are my feet? Like how <laughs> are they connected to my body? I can't even imagine what it's like to be seven one. Um but yeah, so like Jack's out there like diving and like throwing the ball forward. He dribbled behind his back in the open yeah, court and then shit. made two free throws. Um, yeah, I just, this is exactly what, why I've been and do I think he's going to, Jack's going to score 12 points every game? No, obviously not. Um, if he can do six, like he did against, you know, like six to eight here, like almost every time, like that's outstanding. That's great. That's what we're getting from Isaiah. Like, uh-huh. um, but what he brings, I'm not like people will say, well, you're just like, you're so biased, whatever. Um, I'm not anti-playing Diakite and Huff. 
I just think I understand that there's benefits that both of those styles of big men bring to our team. Uh-huh. So like I was actually shot last night. Jay actually pulled off like a screen that someone ran into. I was like, oh my God, look at that. Cause he's just, you know, he's long, longer and leaner. But my new favorite play is they've pulled Jack out to the top a lot more as mm-hmm. like, and he's helping distribute and he just sets those little screens right there. Well, he'll get it from Kyle. Kyle cuts back. And then he literally just like tosses it a oh, yeah, foot they're, behind they're him and he just shoots over Jack. Times a game. Yeah. yeah just a little quick. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. And I want everyone, just my last little thing. Um, everyone chill out on Mamadi a little bit. Like, I want him to do more stuff too. But this isn't, like, this is a. He plays with so much, like, emotion and so much in his head stuff that, like, he, he's trying so hard at all times <laughs> to make things happen that I think he kind of messes up some stuff. And I've seen stuff where it's like, oh, he's just, he's a, he's a, like, burnout. Um, that's like, oh, it's not going to happen. Like, da da da. I'm like, no, that's not the case. Don't say that. Um, so everyone just chill out and he'll, he'll be fine. I'm not too worried yeah. about him. Yeah. He's a good kid. Fine with mommy. Um, <laughs> anyway, eight now. Woo! I like I like seeing more Marco in in these games. I'm curious where Marco's going to fit in um, to the rotation in ACC play because I think yeah. it's going to be telling uh, about his spot in the rotation next year. You know, they yeah, absolutely. Jack and and probably Hunter and hopefully not another guard. Um, <laughs> Every time there's like a draft thing out and Ty's not in it, I'm like, oh, thank God. Uh, we'll see. Um, but then I'm like, oh, I feel bad because I want him to get his paper. <laughs> Casey Morsel seems legit coming in. He's uh, a, a big time player. Um, we'll be here next year. I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if Marco gets play when Bennett starts to really tighten up the rotation. Yeah. Um, same for Jay Huff. I think we know uh, at great length. We've talked about Huff and know why you know he's in there sometimes and not not all. He's going to have to play some more um, when inevitable foul trouble comes through, and I think that's something that that, that we can see um, when Huff has been getting these minutes early on this season, uh, and not just in mop up time, and not just against Lither competition necessarily yeah no I think you're right with the rotation because it and there was some comments about it last night from coach Bennett where it's like um what happens with like there are going to be times where Jay Huff is going to have games where he can make an impact I think and mm-hmm. there's going to be times where like Cody Statman coming in that was a big game for him last night it was good to mm-hmm. see him get some stuff done um and then you look at uh, I, I do think there's a place for Marco as a really vital role player, like we talked about already with his defense, like that was no small moment that he came in and there's obviously there's going to be better offensive teams that Virginia is going to face than Maryland, but Maryland was no slouch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So he's built in talking to him. Like he's so similar to Brogdon's frame and build and like how helpful that is on defense can't be understated. So I think one, yeah, you look at those eight or so, Starting five, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, Huff. Hopefully, we'll be able to see more. I, I mean, VCU and, and South Carolina aren't yeah. like you know cupcakes like uh, yeah. State is. Oof, that team, yeah, so bad. Sorry to all the Morgan State fans listening, but 
They're and just angrily just closing their laptops so right bad. now. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> but, you know, uh, and four, as we've been saying, four more games till ACC plays. So oh, shit. Uh, it's going so fast. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we'll be back uh, to talk. VC is the next one in a few days, um, and we'll get more in depth uh, into previewing the Bulk Bowl. Bulk Bowl is the best bowl. Uh, we could talk about that in the coming days. But uh, yeah, until then, uh, for Caroline and the rest of the blog, uh, go hoops. iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.